off? I'm ready. You guys ready? Yeah. Coming to you live from the top of the Batman building, the Tucker Hume Memorial Studios. It's Paradise Pod. We played a game. Don, what's going on? Not much, man. I forgot my tweet, my Tucker Hume tweet. What was it? The crying, dancing, like, girl meme. <laughs> I've not seen this. Uh, I forgot to tweet it Saturday. <clears throat> we got a special guest in the stew. Seth, what's going on? Not much, man. Excited to be here. It's been a day one dog. How's it, how do you like the view from the, the top of the Batman building? Oh, it's nice. Yeah? It's, it's nice to see see what it looks like from the inside. Yeah. So, we need to start off with, you know, once again, Donald is in a dispute with the Reddit. Do you care to explain yourself on this one? Uh, no, I think I get... Can a week go well, by well, without... I know. You... One, it's not Reddit. I think it's, it's the mods of Reddit. Look, man, if you're <laughs> listening, I don't remember your name, but... Please show respect to one, the mods, first of all. One, I thought this was America. We don't have rules, so don't tell me what to do. And two, I am active on Reddit. I'm just on my personal one, so I just need to, I guess, switch over. So whatever, man. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So if you did it from your personal, it'd be fine to ask questions or to no, solicit think, questions. Yeah, I think he just wants like me to be active on like other things. Like all I'm doing with the like Paradise Pod Reddit account is like posting when we want questions, and I'm not actually like interacting on anything else. And yeah. I think he just wants to be like us to do that. So I'll just use the Paradise Pod Reddit when I'm talking to Reddit people. Well, just be careful and just remember to be nice to our friends on Reddit, especially the mods. Should we, send them, should we send the mods a sticker? Yeah, we'll send you... We'll, I'll get his contact information and send it to him. Alright, well me and Seth were not at the game. We were stomping pow great, pow pow. Great people to have on the pod. Yeah. And <laughs> people not at the game. Okay, well, you were. Um, do you want to run us through your kind of game day from yeah. before the game, kind of what you did, who you're hanging out with. Give me the whole ex- yeah, Andy, game day experience that I didn't have. We showed up to Tailgate Way. It was Andy, Carly, and I, and we met Javier and them. But Tailgate was cool. Um, God, that was such a good That was so close. Yeah, yeah, we're watching the replay of the, of the second half. So I've watched the game through like one and a half times now. Yeah. And we all just hit the, the woodwork, uh, yeah. as they call it in soccer. Hmm. Uh, but Tailgate was cool. There's a shit ton of people there. It was rowdy. Uh, it was like college football tailgate. It was really cool. Then um, they did the march into the stadium. We didn't really do it. Where in the parking lot was the tailgate? Right in between, like pedestrian bridge and like uh, uh, the gate to go in. So okay. It's lot R. It's like right when you get off the pedestrian bridge, it's that like lot right there. And were like all the different various supporters groups of the yeah. backline? Did they all have their own little? Thing. I kind of pictured it like they all did, it was like almost like a Greek recruitment yeah. thing or like a parade where they all had their own little <clears throat> thing and you like meet the different ones. Like it's it was very of, much like, yeah, it was very much like that at like MTSU where like every fraternity <laughs> had their own like section and it was like that where like assembly would have their thing. Who had the hottest girlfriends? Uh, I it was too dark. Okay, good save there. Any females? Uh, Who do you think did the sickest parties? Oh man, I think. It all kind of blurred together. Like, it wasn't, like, as segregated as, like, yeah. a college football No. Game. I think like, what they've done with the supporters groups is smart. Like, the backline thing's they, cool, they, they, Yeah, they got together, and, yeah, it's like, okay, we can all be together on things, but you can also yeah. keep your little um, community that you've made of people, which is we also kind of a win-win. showed up late, so we didn't, I don't think we got to do a lot of the cool stuff. I know they have, like, a shot ski for, like, assembly. They do, like, a ski that's So, shot like, the club, it wasn't just supporters, like, the club put on, like, tailgate stuff. Uh, no, it was all supporters, I believe. Okay. Um, but so that was cool. And then wait, what's shot ski again? Just a ski, and they put like shot glasses oh, yeah, on yeah, and yeah. take off. But they had like mini pools full of alcohol that like people just like it was like grab one, put some in. It was, oh, like, a yeah. Tip jar thing that yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. people just throw like their take a book, beer. read a book. Yeah. yeah. They just throw a community beer. People grab one, and it was kind of cool. But, That's uh, perfect. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, I'd be interested in like doing. Yeah, I want to go out there again. Um, I still like maybe. Pre-gaming a little bit earlier. And yeah. Maybe like two hours before the game. Swing through. Okay, well, let's get to know it's like a viable um, option. Yeah, so then they did the march. We just went to our seats in the stadium. Um, then they had Juden the Lion come on. Uh-huh. I don't know what you guys saw. Our old friends. Yeah, I don't know what you guys saw. <laughs> so we saw the chick playing the guitar. Yeah, I'll get into that. Which is kind of... Okay. I thought it was kind of uh, cool. Yeah, anyways, no, I think... So your tailgate yeah. experience... So cool. Juno Line came on. They play like a bunch of their songs. And this is like forty-five minutes before kickoff, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, they played a bunch of their songs. Are the players not warming up at that time? 
I can't remember. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, I think it was in between like players warming up and like the start of the game. Like they, I think June and I only played like two songs, so it was pretty quick. Um, but they did something weird the same. I don't think they like mic'd it up really well because it sounded like I could hear them from like 20 feet away. Speaking of different mic setups, <laughs> we're trying something different here in the Takahiro Memorial Studios, and if you have any comments or questions or suggestions on the audio, please don't send it to me because I don't want to hear it. I don't care. The pot is sick and everything about it is perfect. But anyways, continue. Yeah, it didn't sound like it was coming through the stadium at all. So like, I don't know if anyone else in the stadium heard it. Like, we heard it because we were right there. Yeah. So that part was weird. Uh, then they played the anthem, which I'll get to. Judah and the lion. Judah and the lion played the anthem live. Okay. Um, so first thoughts, I preface this. Objectively, not a good song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, and it may be because I'm in supporter section that, like, everyone knows the lyrics. Like, it was a really cool moment. Like, so everybody sang it? Supporter section sang it? In the it? section. Like, yeah, like, I could only hear, like, it sounded like the whole stadium, but also, you're in the support section, there's, like, so many people, it could have just been the support section. Yeah. But, objectively, it was a cool moment. Okay. Sure. Um, Which is exactly what, what you we wanted, both yeah. said. Which, like, now, I mean, there's kind of, like, another meaning to the song now with everything that happened. The tornado, like, oh, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna, like, lean into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, the... Okay. So, I think it'll be a cool moment. Um, again, the song's not great, but it worked. So, it's, like, do you, does it feel like it's gonna continue to be... I mean, they're gonna keep playing it. They'll play it every... Yeah, they're gonna keep playing Before it. every game. Yeah, I think they played it after the game as well. They did play um, it after the no. game. Yeah, that's kind of where uh, where my but anthem I, experience. I will <laughs> say I will say it didn't sound anywhere as cool after the game. Like everyone was like so yeah we there was noticed so much, that there was so much going on after the game. Like the the players were coming over to like pick the fans. Yeah, that like people weren't really paying attention that the anthem's playing. Okay. So like whereas in the beginning that's of the probably song, for the best. Yeah, in the beginning of the state like the game, uh, that was the only thing that was. It going sucks on. so much that like we continue to have to talk about this anthem, but it truly sucks. Yeah. As just everything about it, not just the anthem itself. Yeah, but, but anyways, sorry. Um, beginning, they did have the lyrics on the jumbotrons. I think that like helped. Yeah. In the end, they did. It sounded way cooler in the beginning. Well, while we're on the topic of the anthem, I was gonna wait till after, but since we're talking yeah, about we it, yeah, skip to it. Yeah. This was it was you know again yeah not a great song whatever but to hear the anthem on TV after the game after a loss. Yeah. It was the, weird, the anthem but. itself, the song sounds like a song that's just like. Hey, we're gonna you know keep your head up. You know we're here with you. <laughs> it's very like uh, it's very yeah. It's not a song that you would you know think of as an anthem. It's, it's more just, of like a hey you know we lost the game you know it's okay. Exactly what you'll it came across on. brutal on TV. Yeah, and it, it did, and Josh and I noticed it immediately. Yeah, and, and Liverpool doesn't lose, so I can't fucking speak. <laughs> well, for that. they did this but, weekend. I did today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Uh, so I can't speak to know if they. But I imagine they sing it after every loss too. Like, I don't know. It's their you're never welcome moment. Anyways, yeah. I agree that I think they, they're they figuring things out, and I think they'll probably stick to only playing it at the beginning until maybe the fans actually know the lyrics. Yeah. And it was, again, it was just a weird moment at the end where, like, they're trying to, like, push this anthem on us when, like, yes. players are coming over, and so, like, a lot of the fans, like, are watching that. That would be a cool time for the fans to sing their own shit, or yeah. if somebody, you know, and, is, is there, like, a Zimmer, if, does any of the players have a song yet? Uh, no. Okay. Because like if there's like a Zimmerman song, then you could be like, yeah, yeah, we just score our first fucking goal. Let it be something that the fans like celebrate in, in a, defense, a fan way. Judah's been a season ticket holder since USL days. Okay, but what about the line? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so it is a supporter written song. We'll, we'll report back. So technically, <laughs> it's provided by the support section. <laughs> oh, whether or not the line yeah. is involved. Uh, but so yeah, that was a cool moment at the beginning. Uh, then the guitar riff, which my thoughts. Cool shit. I thought that was cool too. Yeah, yeah I agree. very Nashville-y, which is like fucking cool. And my like null hypothesis, I think people can probably tell now, is just like anything that is like is not like is not organic at all, or seems like plasticky or weird, like from the club. My first instinct is like to be like, no, fuck this. But even like the guitar thing, even kind of broke through yeah. that for me. I was like, all and right, I, this is pretty cool. And I watched like the TV broadcast and like the way they shot it, where like she's like up above the net, yeah. just like shredding. It was pretty cool. Really cool. It was cool. Yeah. So like I thought it was really cool live, and then I saw the like video live, and I was like, she looks sick up there, like shredding on the guitar. Yeah, it was cool. And I was like, that's like for Nashville, like that's a really cool thing. So they're gonna, from what I understand, is they're gonna have uh, someone new do it every week. It's a thirty-second riff. That they're gonna do every okay. week, so have someone in every time. Yeah, really cool. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah, I like that. Um, 
an, another like thing that they're doing. I don't know if you saw the vinyl thing. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty that's cool. also very cool. It's very natural as well. That's it's going to. I don't know if they talked about it on the broadcast, but it's gonna have the game call. Like, yeah, on it. Like the call of the goal. Yeah, yeah, it's really, cool. really cool. So I like that, and I like the guitar riff. Anthem again, objectively bad song, but it was a cool moment. Um, do it at the beginning, maybe not at the end. For now. Overall, though, like outside of the game itself, which we'll get to, like experience for a fan sounds like it was really good. Yeah, it's cool. It was Almost perfect. Loud. Um, there was a lot of Atlanta fans. Yeah. Like, how many like, Atlanta fans do you think there were? I thought like. Oh, here's the Meg. Oh, here's, here's the, the Meg. No Meg. When? I thought that oh, was no, it. That was it. Um, I'd say like it's definitely coming up. Fifteen thousand, which like I have a gripe. There were a lot of Atlanta fans, and like, yeah, people we've, and including me and you, like we've been praising like how good Atlanta's been with like attendance and like getting into soccer the last two years, yeah. And like this is Nashville's moment, and people like Nashville or Atlanta fans have been like, we like, the stadium was basically Atlanta, like getting on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm like, give us like let us have our fucking moment. Well, how many fans were there? I'd put it like fifteen thousand, which would still mean there's like forty thousand Nashville fans. So that would be yeah, like thirty percent of the stadium. Yeah. Which that's a Which, lot of away fans. Again, but I don't know. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't come across on TV yeah. like it was a pro Atlanta crowd or anything like that. I yeah. feel like Atlanta's probably going to be the like the most fans that will be at like in that. Also, Atlanta, Atlanta fans are probably excited to. They a bunch of them probably live in fucking Nashville, but then also they're probably excited for like a drivable away game. So it's yeah, like, and it's the I season opener. It's just like Atlanta, I'm not surprised that they would bring. 15,000-ish fans. Right. 5,000 of them probably... Good, or good for them. Or like, whatever. They're really good with attendance, but it was like, we get one fucking game that, like, this is our moment. Our yeah. Our game. Like, can you... I wonder if that... I wonder if, if that was, like, an official allotment of away tickets from Nashville. Because I know a lot of clubs will have, like, you know, okay, if, we're, if Portland's coming to town this week, here you go. There's, there's 5,000 away seats or whatever that you can just have. Yeah. I wonder if this was just like general admission and Atlanta fans just kind of bought it up. I don't know, cause like were they confined to like an area? At most all? of the fans were like three hundred level, which was weird to me, cause usually yeah, when you go to there. like Nashville game, like start games at Nissan, the ways are like behind the other goal. Yeah. And it didn't seem like that was the sports section, like up on the three hundred level. There's like basically a whole <coughs> block full of Atlanta fans. And I'm assuming they just bought them both, but um, yeah, good for them for coming, but sure, like. Anyways. Yeah, that didn't feel like a like a loss for me or anything. But final thoughts on like atmosphere going in. I don't seem like it was good. Yeah, and I I mean I guess I think Andy had, oh Andy has a question about attendance later. We'll say like whether we'll be able to keep this up. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, we got to talk about the game itself. So Atlanta won two to one. All three goals were in the first half, and uh, we're watching the final minutes here on replay right now. Um, we both called. We both predicted 2-1, yep. I'm curious to see what our predictions for the Portland game are going to be and like, maybe we'll have a little streak going, or one of us will. See if we predict the same again. I didn't like having the same predictions. Me either. Um, yeah, we, I feel like we agreed on a lot of shit on the last one and it kind of pissed me off. I think because we're both, like, I mean, we're not super familiar with Atlanta, but we had kind of an idea on like how their team is. Like, it's a lot easier to predict that versus like, here's the nutmeg, I think. Let me see. Let me get this nutmeg. I can edit this out. I just, I gotta have it. No, maybe not. Might already happened. No, it was in the last. It might have been in um, um, stoppage time. Anyways. Um. So yeah, like first thing I noticed right off the bat was we did not come out in any kind of deep block. There was pressing all the way kind of up to like their center backs and. They were. I feel like we were kind of content to let Guzan and the center backs sort of have the ball, but after that, the press was on, and we were aggressive and, and definitely weren't sitting back. And I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Yeah, I think um, I'll say from like watching the game, and it may be because you're in the, like, you mean I'm drinking, and uh -huh. so there's not a lot of like actually paying attention to the game, as the experts say. I didn't really hear the field that well. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, to me, the first half, I didn't think we looked good at all. Really? Yeah, like, I think at the halftime, I, I think it said it was, like, possession was, like, 60-40 Atlanta, and I was like, that seems like, like, we should Seems like the they had even more possession? Yeah, like, yeah. we should have, like, any time I looked, Atlanta had the ball, mm -hmm. and again, it may have just been, like, me not as 
that felt like part of the game plan, though, because I do feel like Gary was kind of content to let them have that sort of stale possession, and then they had the three center backs there. And then I also made a note, like rewatching yesterday, that Guzan's kind of tidy on the ball. And I think he kind of stood out as a stark contrast to our keeper, who I just had a note, like, I don't expect to see him contributing to, like, circulating possession stuff in the way that Guzan could and did. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think we were kind of content to let them circle the ball back around with the center backs. Where that became a problem is where Atlanta scored their first goal, and Escobar, um, the center back on the right, um, he cut Leal up pretty good, and then kind of surged forward and had a ton of space after that. So Leal kind of had a moment where he kind of let somebody buy him, um, and that is what opened up the space. Then Escobar sent that ball in to Barco for the first goal, which... Um, how did that get received in the stadium? So, when I watched it, this might be the nutmeg. It's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Just banging across it. Yeah, when I first watched it, um, I couldn't <clears throat> see who, like, whose fault it was at all from the field. Like, I saw it after. We like, barely could watch it. on replay. Yeah. But even watching it live, I was like, why? Like, whoever that was, I was like, why are they giving him that much space? Like, it almost looked like, oh, I made a mistake. Let me, and, like, they basically just let Barco, like, walk in. Well, from, from watching it on TV, it looked like it was all Miller's fault. Like, 100% his fault. He didn't prioritize the person with the ball. He just played the space. Um, but then Josh and I were watching it back and kind of saw a shot. Um, yeah, it was an overhead, overhead shot. shot that like made it look a lot different. So, yeah. I think Zimmerman came up a little high, got beat. Yeah, um, you couldn't see it on the initial replays. But, like, that shot that we saw from the top, like, I was kind of like, oh, my God, was Zimmerman really came out way hard on – I guess it was Barco there, and like, did not win the ball, and then had to run back. But that's what opened up the space behind. So Miller was covering in a spot where Zimmerman probably should have been. Um, but then Miller did have like he just got he got beat. Like yeah, he, yeah. it was just an error. That's, and I think it was. It's a position me, where he should always. I mean, it was like an aerial duel with like Barco's like what five five. Yeah. And I mean, I know he was behind it, but then also like you should be able to win that ball back. Yeah. To me, it was more like or clear it. I also put the blame on like. Either one to me it was more like miscommunication between the two. That wasn't that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, to me, from like rewatching it, it looked like Miller got beat and he was trying to track back to his guy, but Zimmerman assumed that Miller was going to stay with Barco. Ooh, there it is. God damn that nutmeg. Holy shit. Yeah, it could have. I got delivered so hyped watching that live. I could have delivered the cross a little better. But okay. Was and then, awesome about that later. Yeah, so we're watching Willis come out and do whatever the fuck he was doing. But anyways. Um, yeah, so it looked like uh, Zimmerman assumed he was going to stay with him. Yeah. And so he went to cover the guy that like Miller should have been with. But then Miller also went with him and then just left. Yeah. So. I mean, it was a Zimmerman error that put Miller in a position to make an error. So... That was the first goal. Um, Granted, it was also a very great finish. I can't take anything away from the finish itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's one thing that, like, I was thinking about, too, even with the with the second goal as well. Like, both – neither one of those were easy shots, easy finishes, and they both just came from, like, one quick defensive error from, like, an individual player, not necessarily a team thing, although elements of that on the first goal is in a room, but, like – not everyone in MLS, or I would say very few people in MLS, will punish you for like one mistake like that in the way that Atlanta's forwards yeah. can. Like Barco's what, a $15 million player? Yeah. Okay, that's just, he just had a, a really nice finish. Yeah, it was a good finish. And, and then the Heinemann goal was a fucking cracker. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about it later. <laughs> but I mean, they're two, both goals took like a lot of skill and were not like easy chances that no, we just gave up. Most teams aren't like that. And most teams don't have players like that. Heinemann's a very good player too. He's, he was, was yeah. with Fulham for a long time. Yeah. And then Bournemouth and I don't know why. I'm curious how Heinemann ended up back from Bournemouth to Atlanta. I know he joined last year. I think he was kind of their nagging replacement. And I think he's a good player. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I think both is like a mixture of like <clears throat> Nashville's probably not going to make that mistake you know, eight out of ten times and then Atlanta's probably one of the few teams that is like going to be able to capitalize on the mistake. Yeah. So it was like kind of just a bad mix um, on that first goal. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's their first game playing with each other. Yeah. Real game. So. But they looked that. organized right off the bat for their yeah. first game together, which yeah. we expected to see from Gary. But it wasn't organized in like a defense. I mean, they were organized defensively, but 
it wasn't like they were organized compact parking the bus sitting back like it was, no, was it was kind of an organized press and you could tell that like they were trying to funnel the ball to certain places when Atlanta had it and like yeah. I, was it, I looked good I was very encouraged how like good offensively they looked um, yeah I think and I don't know if we're doing this now but like I thought Dax and Godoy looked really good together Dude, I really yeah, liked I how Godoy looked yeah um, they both looked good and I think our, and I'll say this I didn't think watching the game after the game I was like man Occam did not look good yeah but watching it on TV he was really good. He had a mixed bag, for sure. Um, I know he got, I think, nutmegged a couple times, but he he looks really good. He's fast, and he can get separation, uh, which I like. I thought both did really, really well. Um, yeah. I think one. I think once they get more games, but they'll they'll get better. But I think Liao and Hakim probably are do really well. Yeah, I'm curious how Mukhtar looked in the stadium because I always find with players like him, like like tens or like creative guys like that. I there you really appreciate them more when you see them in person. He was a little bit peripheral I thought, just like coming through in TV like he wasn't uh, involved all the time. Yeah. Um, he did have a great ball in for the Zimmerman goal. As Seth noticed it was like a really nice delivery. Yeah, I guess we can talk about that now. Um, yeah, so who won that foul? I mean, not that it matters, it was pretty far away. It wasn't like a clear-cut scoring chance from the set piece, but they just turned it into one. I feel like we can go back, but I feel like it was Aka maybe, or Bashi. Regardless, Mukhtar put it into a great spot for Zimmerman, who then assisted himself. I'm curious yeah, if Mukhtar I mean, got an assist for that. Yosef. So yeah, like, there was a major was mismatch. mismatch. <laughs> yep. and, it's like 5-8 uh, on 6-4. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he got that and just basically dropped right in front of him, and he toe-picked it into the, uh, the net, which was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, and... He celebrated like he does all his goals. And That's like that shit crazy. He does celebrate goals well. And, um, uh, and you were right. You were dead on. Like he will be like a fan favorite. Oh yeah. Um, I think. But he had an interview after the game where he was like, uh, "I had this like all plan of like when I score, like what I'm gonna do." And he goes, "Once I score, it goes out the window. Yeah. It's fucking nuts." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. I paraphrase that, but yeah, that was really cool. Again, yeah, he'll be. A so I'm curious, how did the stadium react to that goal? It, it looked like they went crazy on TV, yeah. but you know, I mean, you can't really I was tell. Throwing beer all over the place. Were they playing to the opposite end of the stadium from the supporter section at that point? Yeah. The first half? Okay. Um, so. Yeah. But obviously, it's going to be cool when we get goals like in the second half and they come over to the supporter section. That'll be great. Yeah, but sure. like, yeah, it was fun to see. I was, I was hype watching on TV. Yeah. Good goal. Um, again, I, I, we alluded to it. Like, that's probably where we're going to get most of our scoring is on set pieces um, or from the wings. Yeah. And I never have a problem with that because yeah. goals are goals. And also, a lot of teams don't value like set pieces like that enough. And like it's a missed opportunity for a lot of teams. They don't put a lot of effort into training it and practicing it from what I read and stuff. Like not as much as, as you should based on like what the actual value of, of the set pieces can be. Um, any other notes like on the first half? Nope. I did want to say that I thought DeBoer looked very villainous. Did you, did you, I don't know if you got nah, a good look at him there. He no. just looks very like like a villain and like like I think I've made my notes. He looked like he would uh, come up to uh, Bruce Wayne as a child like in the alley after like his parents had got mugged and killed. I don't know if that's even a part of Batman where like a bad guy comes and talks to him, but no. okay, well then I'll shut that out because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um... Second goal was in the first half as well. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, Mukhtar, how did he? Um, how did he look overall? He was fine. I mean, just kind of not noticeable, but yeah. Uh, again, it's hard when you're at the game to like pay attention to things like that. I thought again, yeah. I thought everyone looked better outside of like two to three players watching like on TV than it did at the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just from midfield again, like Annabelle Godoy and Dax were. I thought. Really, really good, and they're a nice pair. So like, Adoy sits a little deeper, and then Dax kind of gets forward and like kind of tries to break the lines a little bit, and he's like a little bit more advanced. But like, they're a nice little pivot. And I guess I might not have really watched Anabog Adoy before or not paid attention to him, but he's the man. He's a Dude, really he's nice midfielder. Huge. I didn't Is think he? he was that tall. I like that he wears little ankle socks too. Yes. No, he's massive, and he looks like he'll kill someone. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So, I like the uh, cut I, of yeah, his jib. I, I thought I'll tell you that. Cut I liked both of them. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 
Um, I thought they worked well together, and so much so that it almost made me wonder if like Mukhtar was even needed there in midfield, and if he could like play another forward. And so like I can talk about that when we get to the Portland yeah. predictions, because I kind of mixed up the way I would want to see the eleven based on how good those two were holding down midfield. Um, second half, let's see. First half, we still had another goal. What was the third goal? Third goal was the first half. The third goal was the uh, Atlanta's goal. goal with the yeah. whole offsides ordeal. Yeah. Which was another weird Oh, line. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the whole, like, cliche, like, play till the whistle type ordeal. But at the same time, it was, I mean, I don't know how it, like, looked in the stadium, but because, like, I mean, they talked about it for, like, the next 20 minutes. So it was, like, towards the end of the second, or towards the end of the first half. Yeah. But it was, like, you know, up and back and forth between the commentators. Which just sucks because it was such a beautiful goal that, like, it kind of takes away, like, because that's going to be talked about. As that's like, exactly what, what somebody was, said on, on yeah, TV was, was, you know, that's going to be talked about. It's going to take a ding on the goal. Like, the finish itself was, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Like um, but, yeah, yeah it looked, like, everyone in the stadium thought it was offsides because the um, referee put a flag up. Right. And said it was offsides. But, it's not um, drink or anything? No. Go for a water. But it was played by Nashville Defender, which negated the offsides. Right, yeah. He was um, definitely so, – he came back on sides, but – those sideline refs are told to like keep their flags down unless they're 100 percent sure. Um, so it's kind of just a shitty situation overall. But the finish itself was yeah. First thought it was phenomenal. like we got screwed, but then you got to play the whistle. Yeah, like, that's that too. I, I don't know. Yeah, but if you go back and watch, it's it's clearly on. He clearly comes back on sides legally. So I mean, it's you know, it's, it, he wasn't off sides. Honestly, know, the ref is kind of the one who made that you know great refereeing to be honest. Well, she put her flag up. But she's supposed to. No, no you're supposed, you're supposed, supposed to keep, it, to keep down. it down until you're 100% sure that it's Oh, well, I misunderstood the rule. So yeah. I thought... No, 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 no. You're supposed okay. to keep it down. So as soon as the flag the goes up, that is an indi- yeah, that's an indication for the main official to blow a whistle? Right. The flag going up doesn't mean that, like, the play stops. Like they, I thought they just put it up when there was a player offside. And then it was, if you saw the ball... Yes, yeah, so we're watching the replay of it right now. Everybody stopped playing. But that, again, that's not really what caused the goal. It's like Dax closes out on Hyman. He just hits yeah. uh, just a one and a yeah, that's shot. A, that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen often. Right. Yeah. But he's that quality of player. He's, he could have been a Premier League player. So. Another flu goal, but it is what it is. Like, they should have kept I like playing. the way it can sound when it opens up with the mic set up. So I told you we need an ASMR segment. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying means. to – if you guys want to hear that, I've been trying to have an ASMR segment. ASMR segment. I'm gonna produce Donald's ASMR podcast is, is coming out on a separate yeah. um, sort of pod. Josh won't let me because he wears the headphones. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So it sucks. Yeah, I like this new setup because you can't mess with the mic stand, yeah. which drives me nuts when I'm editing. But um, I was right behind him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say on the goal. It was fluke, but good shot. They should have kept playing. But again, another situation where like. That's probably not going to happen during games. Like, yeah, it wasn't like lack of talent that caused that. And I wish I had the expected goals pulled up. And I don't know who has good expected goals so, for MLS, but I think we won on expected goals. It was like one point one to yeah. like point six or something. Ben posted them. I think we were like one point three. Yeah, I guess Ben's got them. Um, shout out to Ben. Shout to Ben. Motherfucking dog. I was going to shout to him for something else later, but shout to him now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think it was like 1.3, and it was like 0.6 for Atlanta. Yeah. So, like, we all tense purposes. So, if you're not familiar with expected goals, but you're kind of getting into soccer now with Nashville, you might want to familiarize yourself with expected goals. And it's just, it's not complicated. It's not that advanced of a stat. It's just, like, it takes into account where a shot takes place on the field. And, like, if it was with a head or with the feet, or if it was assisted by a through ball or by a dribble. And it, based on all the other goals in whatever database it assigns a value of like, okay, it's 0.2, so like 20% of the time that shot turns into a goal, of what we would expect. And then you add up all those chances and you can see like how much luck or other factors might have come into play. And, and so what that expected goal win, quote unquote, it's not a win, but what that would tell you about this game is that, you know, if luck had been a little bit more on our side, we would have been, we would have deserved a win. The, a win wouldn't have been something that like we stole. We played well enough to get a win. It's just it doesn't always happen for you. Yeah. So expected goals was 1.1 for Nashville and 0.67 for Atlanta. So that's really good showing. I mean, yeah. 
I think that it's a little bit low event. Like you kind of pointed out that we thought the Gary team might be, but like, again, the press was higher. They weren't sitting back and like, no. They, how did you feel about the team in possession? And like, how did you feel about the forwards? How did you feel about Baji up top? Um, I think he's fine. <laughs> um, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, and Dunlady's a big boy. We got a couple big boys. Yeah, I don't know if he's like a long-term solution for yeah. up there, but um, I mean, he seemed fine. I think he put in a shift. He was kind of yeah. put his body around, but like I thought he was a little isolated up there. Um, he had a really good service to uh, Occam, who like barely missed it. Yes, uh-huh. that was a very, very close Oh, he put in that cross that Akam was like just yeah. behind. Yeah. Akam, yeah. I thought, played well. He yeah. played okay. It was a mixed bag. But I kind of was disappointed to see that, like, like he got beat pretty bad on, like, a, just a sprint against the center back so he could get the ball better, and he just got beat. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're... I'm expecting, him to, I'm expecting him to be more like he was in Columbus and, like, yeah. kind of a little bit more electric just in terms of his pace, and I think that's a little bit gone for him. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player, but, like, he's more kind of cutting inside as a opposed to beating seems, somebody on the outside. Like A lot of the same, like, Alan Wynn, baby. the pace Which we'll was, get like... Like he he was trying to like go with pace, but the rest of the team was not yeah. there with him. So I don't know if necessarily like the pace was his fault, because there was a lot of times that I watched where like he would he was going fast and then had to stop and let like other players come up. Yeah. Um, and again, I do feel like you're biased in this. Why is that? Because I feel like you won't win to oh. be in the starting lineup. Well, uh, which what, I wouldn't be opposed. We are win boys. Like, Should we talk about our boy? Yeah, I don't know. I want to hear Josh, you know, talk about this again because he got very excited when win. Well, came it's on. just like what we talked about. Like maybe the first, like when we're talking about USL players, and we're like, if any of these guys becomes like a regular, like that's gonna be like we're gonna have a connection to that guy yeah. in a way that we like wouldn't with other players, and that's part of what makes like the USL the MLS transition kind of cool. Is we've got like an Allen win that like he's gonna get minutes now. Like even if he's just using that role as like a sub, I like him more in that role. I think he's good. Yeah. No, I, I I wasn't. I don't know if you, you actually want him to start. I still want. I still think Occam uh, is better. Occam will probably get the chance to continue to hold down yeah, that but right wing a little. But I did. I liked him as a sub. He was. He, I mean, he was the best player on the pitch when like he came on. It seemed like, like yeah, he had multiple yeah. great crosses in. Yeah, it was. Well, that and see, that's that's the issue with him. It seems like is he's really good. Until he has to cross the ball. Delivery isn't always the best, yeah. but like, and he's a little bit one dimensional in terms of like, he's always going outside yeah. to his right. Like he doesn't want to cut in on his left really, but if you can hit he can hit a sexy nutmeg like that. He did that, win multiple corners with those, trying to get those crosses in though. Yeah, yeah he won which, a lot of corners, and yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but if, if you're chasing a game that can be good, also, I would trust him maybe more than anybody else on the team to run to the corner flag. And kind of kill some time yeah. if we're trying to secure a win if we're up eventually, um, which we will be hopefully at some I, point. I, I like him more as a sub. I think he'll do really well when like the defense is tired. And yeah, so he can run tired legs. We had no problem speed. running it at tired legs there, yeah. um, um, and it's nice to see that the speed that he has still kind of translates to MLS based on a small sample, but very encouraging. Yeah, I, and it's just cool because he's he's our boy, uh, dude. Win boys, win boys, winning. I don't like that. I think something better. I'll have to do a fan club for Keep working on it. You guys chime in and let us know. Um, Sh- shoot us a, a Reddit DM. Let's see what your <laughs> thoughts on that are. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of notes on the second half. Um, I mean, I'll take a you know nil-nil second half. That felt, it yeah. felt like we controlled it a lot more yeah. in the second half, which I think the possession says that because I think at halftime we were 60-40 and we ended the game at what? 45-55. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, seemed like especially the last like 20 minutes we were pretty much controlling it yeah i mean overall i was, I was happy with the performance oh, i was encouraged i mean I'm, I'm happy with the game yeah, yeah. i don't hate how Nashville played at all we mm-hmm. didn't talk about the joe willis moment um, yeah which i don't know if you like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it was so, so weird yeah. i couldn't even process it yeah so i did and this is where i was gonna shout out ben ryan like he has an actual like intellectual conversation about why it wasn't a red card uh-huh. You've seen it. It should have been a straight red, I thought. So I thought the same thing. I'm not privy to the he, rules, though, clearly, by my yeah, offside so fly. Basically, so. the reasoning, like, in layman's term, the reasoning why is because um, between, like, Joe and 
the goal. Like there was no other Atlanta players, but there was like two national defenders between there, so the refs couldn't say it was an obvious goal. Like there was a chance that Nashville could have stopped it, um, and for it to be a red, it has to be an ob- uh, what's denial um, of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because it wasn't. Um, it was just like he was any other player handballing. Yeah. Which is a yellow. So. Hmm. That's the reasoning. Um, I can't, like any of the replays you see, you don't really see. Like you see the two national defenders going back. I thought it was an obvious goal scoring chance, but I know they, they measure that based on if there's other defenders covering him behind. Yeah. But like. You see two national. He stopped a goal. Yeah. I mean. Well, and again, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, was it a clear goal scoring opportunity? I guess is the yeah, question. Yeah, again, I can't see the overview. When and this is the perfect like confusing ass soccer rule. It's just yeah. like I, I, all the people that have followed the game for forever like still don't fucking understand this shit. Yeah, because there's all sorts of confusing little rules. Yeah. But but again, I I know like on the like watching it, you know, you see two national players, but you don't know how far they get to the goal. I mean, for all we know, they were at the goal line waiting to stop the ball. Yeah. I don't know, so. I never saw an overhead of it. But. It was weird. And then also, I guess we know a little bit about Willis now. We were joking about how we didn't know anything on the last episode. But, oh, look, they were talking about national news. Um, but he, uh, Oop. Joe Willis, the keeper, oh. he, uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought Guzan struck a contrast with him because I, I think Guzan can do a little more with his feet. They didn't seem interested in Willis passing the ball around at all, which is fine. You don't need your keeper to be able to do that. It's just a plus. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Coming up for that ball was weird. Other than that, I guess he played okay. I mean, there, there wasn't really any stopping the two goals, so I guess you can't really have any complaints about him. No. Again, I, th- I, I think I said that he's not going to, like, wow you with any saves, but he's not going to, like, let in easy goals. Like, he's just going to be a reliable guy. Yeah. And I thought the two goals were really good. Yeah, there were – I mean – those two goals were spectacular finishes, yeah. especially the the second yeah. goal. So, um, final, th- final thoughts on the game? Uh, cool game uh, from like an atmosphere standpoint. Cool, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, sucks we didn't get the result, but uh, I was encouraged watching it on TV because Atlanta's arguably the best team in MLS. They're not, but you could argue that they could would be. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what their game plan is with like the wingbacks and the yeah. plan because those wingbacks did nothing. And so I guess maybe it was good game planning from Gary. We maybe pinned them back in some way that like you couldn't clearly see yeah. on TV or anything. But like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. get what he's doing there. Um, but so I'm excited. A little and the fact that we kind of, it seemed like we played more offensively minded than I thought we would, uh, which I don't. We'll see. How that does. Yeah, they wanted to get after it. And they pressed high up, and then. And for all we know, they might switch it up next game and go defensive, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what's next? Um, well, I had an ad to do for um, a, a presidential candidate, but he has suspended his campaign. Is this Bloomberg? This person, well, I don't know if we want to say his name, and I don't know if we're still going to get the check. No for- but yeah, he was spending a lot of money on influencers, and you know, um, he's just kind of—they were doling out money in this campaign, and uh, you know, he reached out to me, and you know, he's not necessarily my cup of tea politically, but I said we'd do an ad read for him. But suspended the campaign. I'm not sure. I guess we just go ahead and say it's Mike Bloomberg. Um, you know, yeah. If the check clears, if the check clears, I will leave <coughs> this in as a vote for Mike Bloomberg 2020, even though he's no longer running for the, the Democratic presidential nomination. Um, but if he, if he, if the check clears, leave this in. If not, take it out. R.I.P. Bloomberg. Bloomberg 2020 had a good run. Imagine spending $500 million and only winning I know. America's... He's been half a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go won. on one debate, shit his pants, keep making fun of. <laughs> all he won was America's Samoas. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he gets, like, Girl Scout Samoas for life now. Maybe. Maybe that's a, those a are, perk of... I don't think those are connected. I feel like he pounded, like, $10 million into wherever the fuck American Samoa is just to say that he, like, won something. Yeah. I didn't even know they exist, like... Oh, they're out there. Oh, I know that. I didn't know that. Like they got their own delegates. Yeah. So. Um, 
yeah, shout out to Mike. Um, should we hit some news? Some what? Should we hit some news? Sure. Around the league. League, league, league. Um, Victor Wanyama, uh, former Tottenham player, so I know a lot about him. He signed for the Montreal Impact, who are in the West with us. Um, he was an absolutely dominant defensive midfielder for Tottenham like two or three years ago and has really had a lot of injury problems since then and hasn't been able to play consistently and seems to have completely fallen off. Two managers now at Tottenham pretty much not played him even when he seems to be healthy. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see if he is able to do anything in MLS or not, if he if his legs are just completely gone. But do you know anything about Wanyama? Nope. Well, he was really good for Tottenham for a while. So. Um, Giuseppe Rossi signed for Real Salt Lake, which is interesting. He, if you're not familiar, he was a uh, he's one of the best players the U.S. has ever produced. He's from, I believe, New Jersey, and he um, had like Italian heritage and elected to play for Italy instead of the U.S. But he's like born, raised in America, like 100% American. So it was a very controversial kind of thing at the time. Um, I guess he was on the books at like I mean he's been to like the who's who of like European like powerhouse clubs. I think he was started out at like Manchester United, was at a couple teams in Italy, Roma, I think Fiorentina for a little bit. Um, just continued to have like catastrophic injury after injury, but like by all accounts when he actually played he was great. Um, so I think he's back now. I don't know how old he is. I don't know what he's got left in terms of legs, but I think that and the Wanyama signing are both like they're taking a chance on like an older player with a lot of injuries, and hopefully they both backfire because they're both in the West with us. Agreed. Um, should we get some listener questions? Sure. You want to start with your friends on Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like you have any friends on Reddit, really. You just had look. I have faith. The dogs. I've learned way. my lesson. I'm not gonna trash them. Yeah. Uh, uh, we did have one from Soccer Speedway. Shout out, Davey. Yep. Don't know if this. It's not him. No. Uh, first time, long time, which Nashville SC player who doesn't currently have a neck tattoo do you think could pull the, could best pull off some sick ink? Whale? I have my answer. Well, you Let's hear it. No, I got nothing. Uh, I'm going to win. Yeah? Yeah. I, look I can see Wynn going like Justin Bieber, like white trash chic. Yeah. You know? For sure. The way that he's got like the dirt stash now and he just like, he looks like white trash but like it's it's high fashion now yeah. I can see Wynn doing that and like the next has to be a part of it I could see him having like a full sleeve yeah yeah, yeah. he might already I actually have no idea he, he could go full back because he's a pretty man he's got like the tight yeah. cloth kind of hair but if he was just like tatted yeah. up underneath that yeah it's a sexy yeah. man right there that's my pick I don't mind that you don't have a pick no Seth uh, yeah, I don't have a pick either. I don't really know who doesn't doesn't already have a tattoo on the neck. So great job, guys. Anything else on Reddit? Uh, hey guys, please review the Reddit guidelines on self promotion. <laughs> the account should be active by the community, not just promoting your own content. So Jay Shock, shout out Jay Shock. Shout out Jay Shock. You're still a dog. dog. <laughs> we got a dog on the mods, dude. He loves the pod. So it's a reoccurring thing that Donald is doing something wrong with Reddit every. Yeah, week. he can't get managing the Reddit relationship right, but. I'll figure it out. Strive We're to do better. We're in this together. Yeah. Shout out Jay Shock. Shout out Jay Shock. Um, how about Jay Slate? Moving on to Twitter. Uh, Jonathan from Speedway said, "If you were getting a neck tattoo, what would you get? Also, side of neck or full on throat?" Is this to me? Yeah. Um, I always wanted something. I'm probably gonna be judged on this. So I've always wanted something like. Party Kraken type thing. None of us have tattoos. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, Just I have an awful people. tattoo. Oh my god, <laughs> Seth does. Seth's <laughs> yeah. um, so got a sick tat. But uh, yeah, I've always wanted like a sleeve of like pirates Kraken type thing. I've always been really into pirates. Okay. Um, so I think I would do something like that. Maybe have the Kraken come up to the neck or something. It'd be side, not front neck. Okay. So I'm trying to look up. Um, there was a keeper for Bournemouth. A couple of years ago, not on the internet. Um, God, I can't remember what his name was, but he had a neck tattoo 
or like a tattoo that was just like a full thin black line. I think it was some sort of writing, maybe in like Latin or something, but it came down like from his ear, like down underneath his jersey, and I always thought it looked cool, but it also looked kind of like he, uh, it was Art Boric. That's who it was, Art Boric. Yeah, I think that's like a style that's in now. I see a lot of people like just doing like thin lines of things. It looked like he was like in the Secret Service and like was wearing a wire to his ear, but in a cool way somehow. Um, so that's probably what I'd go with. It'd be hard for me to say. I'm deathly terrified of needles. No and, more tattoos uh, for you. My one first, my first and only tattoo is an awful one that I got on spring break, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to make that mistake again. So, fair enough. Well, you would look good tatted up. Donald would look stupid with the fucking octopus, whatever he's trying to get. It's cracking. Um, John Kate had a really good question, which merits probably a better answer than we're about to give. But he's asked um, if Nashville were to sign a striker right now, who would be your pick and mm-hmm. Why? And I wanted to research this and, like, take a look at strikers in, like, top leagues in Europe that were, like, out of contract and a little bit older and seem like the kind of profile of somebody that might come around and do something new. And we know, based on Nashville's offers for that guy in Mexico, I can't remember his name, but I think they bid, like, seven or eight million dollars, like, they're willing to spend around that much. And... And I just didn't do any of that, so I don't know if you've put any thought into this or not. So, but it's I mean, gonna be fun to start thinking about, especially when transfer windows open. It's a possibility. Yeah, I haven't really thought about this question as much as like I mean, I've just been on like Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Uh, for like I think a lot like of people two, are on that. Probably for like two years. Yeah. Um, I can see it happening. Because one, like yeah, Ian and I, Ian and I signed him yeah. from Liverpool. I posted a picture of like him signing his contract, and it was just Ian and Sturridge. Okay. Um, so like one and uh, you know I, I, I know he's got a four month ban but like I'd still do it. Yeah. So what happened? Because he was playing so, well for was it Antalya Sport yeah. in Turkey and he just was like kicked off the team. Yeah. So basically his he was negotiating with new for a new contract uh-huh. and like they had odds on like who he would sign with uh-huh. and he was like feeding information. Oh to my god. To like bet to on bet on it. Yeah. And. Uh, and he got caught. Oh doing my that. god! Well, that's Which apparently not good. like what they bet on. He didn't even sign with the team, so he did a piss poor job at it. He wasn't well. even good at <laughs> being <laughs> corrupt. <laughs> so like, yeah, he got it wrong on the team that he was gonna sign with. But yeah, so apparently like he got in trouble with that, and I think they tried to appeal and lost the appeal, um, or maybe FIFA appealed and won the appeal. I don't remember what it was, but huh. um, yeah, I mean, I would still sign him. I'd run with Baji Rios and Donati, and then Summer Window. Because I think he's can play in June, probably. So when the window opens, um, I mean, I've been on that bandwagon for like two years. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like he had a little bit of a revival in Turkey and was playing well. Yeah, and I think I mean it's MLS. Let's be honest; like he'd probably do really, really well. I think you got to worry about injuries, and that's probably about it. But um, that would be mine. Yeah, it's a great question. Like I said, that merits like a, a more well-researched response, and I'll I'll probably at some point in the next couple of days do said research yeah. and like reply back to we appreciate the question. on Twitter. It's like, yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good question. Apologize. And, yeah. And as we get closer to it, obviously we'll talk about it more. We haven't really been linked with anyone other than that guy out of Liga MX. And it's hard really with good. Nash, like you're not going to get the big name players in Nashville. Unfortunately, like they're all going to go to Miami and Los Angeles. I think it's a desirable place to live though, especially for like, Americans like I bet that it was an attractive place for Zimmerman to come back to one because he's from Atlanta originally yeah. but also like if you're from the states I think people kind of think of Nashville as being like yeah it's like it's not a huge city but I can kind of get the city experiences that I want to have as like a professional athlete and also I think it's cool but again you only have like people from Europe that are like living in Barcelona and stuff like that right but I'm saying as a destination yeah. for like former men's national team players or oh for sure you know. yeah and then I mean our players who are, are some older strikers in the U.S. men's national team pool right now because that whole front line is so young obviously like first choice is like Sargent is not coming yeah right now it's like Sargent and Morris I think are the two yeah um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head because it's been like uh, Josie been a- for the last like 15 years yeah um, so I'm just trying to think of another guy like I mean, that. Older guy that like could potentially come back. He like Aaron Johansson, but true. I don't know if he's. I don't he's it would be terribly exciting. Yeah, he's kind of. 
I think he's doing well. Oh, I think no. he's in Germany. Bobby Wood. I think he's oh, down yeah. in like the yeah. third Bundesliga or whatever. Yeah, he's really he's falling good. off, which is a bummer. That'd be a really good one. He was exciting. Could be. Yeah. He'd probably be cheap. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll keep thinking. We'll get back to you, kid. Good question. Um, that's all I have for keys. Did we miss any? Uh, Andy has a couple. It's time for Andy's question corner. Uh, he said, Joe Will's handball question mark. Yes. Went over that. Uh, what do you think average attendance is? is? the question, of, was it a handball? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, the answer is absolutely. Would, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, or if it should have been a red, I guess. Okay. Hmm. He doesn't have power, so bear with him. Oh, poor guy. Uh, what do you think the average attendance is going forward? I'm going to go with just over 20,000. Really? Yeah. I'm going to guess... You said just over 20,000? Average. So I'm going to go, like, on a good day, we'll hit 25, and on, like, normal day, we'll probably hit 15. Okay. See, I think I, I think on a good day, we'll hit, like, 30. I think it'll get closer to 30. Okay. If we do, um, I mean, if we do, if it's 30, that's, like, top five in the MLS. I would say 30 average. I'm oh, thinking, like, half of what football we had. Stadium, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, so Seattle. Yeah. It works for them, but obviously... Um, not where you want to be forever. I'm, I guess a little bit more pessimistic. I go with twenty, but um, I think I mean I'll go with nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, just the I think. And the uh, I mean, in the next months you have like Stanley Cup playoffs coming up that are gonna like overlap with the games. You have March Madness coming up that might impact attendance. That's games. a good point. This is a little bit of a dead period. Yeah. For sports, and like then, until March Madness kicks off and yeah, Stanley and Cup then, playoffs and stuff. We yes. also don't. I think our next home game is that a, it's a Friday game, right? Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Sunday. Okay. So I know we've got a couple of Sunday and a couple Tomorrow, of Wednesday games. Week, this week's Sunday. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think you're gonna for the next couple of games we're probably with the weather it being like it's probably gonna rain. It always rains during the spring or cold. Like that's gonna impact. And then with like March Madness and hockey going on. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. So. Um. um once Jim to, hits and oh. we get Sturridge, yeah. it's going to go to like 30s. Do a little celebration dance. That's actually a rain, rain, go away dance. Um, let's see. Should we go ahead and move on to the Portland okay. preview? Yeah, jersey immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I would not hesitate to buy a Sturridge. He always wears 15, right? Yeah. He's see, you have to take it from Eric Miller, right? He's the sole reason I'm a Chelsea supporter. Yeah. Hate Josh hates. Yeah. And they'll pretty much like, you and everybody fucking else I know. Yeah, I really and, liked him at Liverpool. Too, and pretty so. much is like why my style of like playing FIFA is where I just just run push fast guys as fast <laughs> as possible down the middle and just like juke everyone is because of Sturridge. Oh, we should get like a Twitch for the pod. Yeah, and well, then we could just like play FIFA and shit. So I was thinking like um, the game is Sunday at six. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Um, do we want to like? come here, watch it, and then, like, immediately do the pod. But I was also thinking... We could like, live stream... It. Yeah, Periscope it. Yeah, I would do that. Like, no one's going to watch, but no. it'll still be interesting. It'll just be Davey. <laughs> Shout out Davey. Well, I think Josh and I actually talked, uh, which I know this, this game's kind of weird because it's a Sunday, but what what's the plan for the Hawaii games going forward? Are we going to... Yeah, so I know they do, like, watch yeah. parties, stuff like that. Well, I know this. I think that the, uh, one of the supporter section, or one of the supporter groups is doing Jonathan's. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Rodie's. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be up, well, it'd be cool to hang out with them. But if I was going to be up there, I'd rather go to Von Elrod. So I think like a live stream and... We could just do that I, here in the, in, I was say, at the top of the Batman should, building. I'll say we should, maybe we should invite uh, Davey or some of the speakers. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know if they want <laughs> their brands associated. Well, I don't know. They've been shouting out the pod, yeah. but... Um, also, we've been. I'm always worried, but like, we're never. We're always good boys. One reason I say that is because I, I like watching us. We probably need someone that's actually intellectual about. Also, things that we think are okay. People are probably like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Like, we no, shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, okay, that was. Oh, he had one other question about potential DPs, which are kind of addressed as like potential signings. I think more most, like, if we're gonna sign someone, it's probably gonna be DP. There'll be a striker or nothing. Yeah, striker. I do think. We didn't really talk about it, but I thought um, I thought Romney was surprisingly really good. Too solid. Um, I thought Lovitz was garbage. Yeah, the fullbacks both had bad games from what yeah. I can see. And 
uh, Miller, I was not that impressed. Right. And Zimmerman, like, defensively, I don't know if, and, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of LAFC games, but I don't know if, like, defensively. Looks like Zimmerman is a little bit adventurous. Like, he came out and ended up dribbling through, which center backs kind of just do that. Like, their momentum will kind of take them in the other half, and they're like, oh, shit, and then they just kind of keep dribbling, and he kind of did that and went out to the right. He did that quite often, too. But he seems like that's a feature of his game, not a bug. Like, he wants to kind of come forward and contribute. So I think you're going to get those, like, defensive lapses, like that first goal, because of how aggressive he is. Which, yeah. Like, but that was aggressive from, like, a trying to win the ball back thing. Yeah. and then But he also, like, on the ball is, like, trying to drive forward yeah. and, like, dribble a little bit, which I kind of like. I that. think those will improve over time, too. Yeah. So I thought, like, two, two fullbacks didn't look great. And then uh, Stryker also was okay. Yeah, and I, I kind of started – I thought Baji played – Okay. Yeah. And around like fifty five minutes I was like, why not try something different? Yeah. Why not throw Rios on or, or Don Lottie or do do something different? Because, like Baji was playing okay, but it's just not a lot he could do. Yeah. Why not just give somebody else a shot to do the same thing up there? You know? It's not like he was integral to everything necessarily. I mean he's just an outlet for possession and he's kind of a target man holding on to the ball, but Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, what did you think of Don Lottie's little cameo? I honestly didn't recognize him. He wasn't super involved, <laughs> yeah. But um, it's another big boy. Uh, should we preview Portland? Sure. We got Portland next week on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Look out for a live stream, maybe. Look out for the live stream. Yeah, I don't know if we want to, like, commit to anything. Yeah. Because then the Reddit will be mad at you. Like, we were promised. I don't even know. We're like, we'll figure that out. <laughs> time. Fix your relationship with the Reddit. Um... Portland lost their first game. They also played uh, this weekend on Sunday. They lost at home, one to three against Minnesota United, which is not a great loss. Yeah, I think they were the only team to lose at home by more than one goal. Which is awesome for us to then be coming in to play them for the second straight week at home after a bad loss. It feels like it lines up pretty nicely for Nashville. Like I, I like it. It looks like I'm seeing like raw meat. Hanging down, you know what I mean? Like it's like an opportunity, because they're gonna be, they're gonna be upset that they got beat at home like that on opening day, and they're gonna kind of push a bit, and be like they're gonna leave space in behind probably and be pushing really hard, um, and it's gonna give us an opportunity to kind of hopefully get in behind. I think there'll be I think there'll be goals. Okay. For sure, and I think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of get the the forwards working together and create some goal scoring chances, not just from like set pieces and yeah. Alan Wynn up Megs as a sub, you know? So do you think there'll be any changes in the starting eleven? Yeah. Well, I think that there will be... I, I could see... I, we'll know a lot more after this game. It'll be nice because we'll have, like, a home game sample and an away game sample. I could kind of see Gary having, like, a really different approach for the two. So I think away from home, he probably should be a little bit more defensive. I could see, like, Beckles coming in as like a more defensive kind of right back um, in place of Miller who didn't play great anyways. Um, and yeah, maybe just kind of being a little bit more defensive, not pressing so high, like sitting back deeper in defense and trying to hit on the counter a little more. I think they'll keep the same lineup. I think you kind of have to like... The same players? I'm yeah. just talking about the tactics, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think realistically... You gotta let them find their game and after one game you can't just keep switching things he up. Could, I could see though like him already having made a deal with like Miller and Beckles and be like, look, away from home, generally I'm going to start you. At home, we'll play right back that, in theory, is a little bit better, like on the ball. Is that something that you think like a coach would do, Seth? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know Gary's, you know, away style, you know, all that much. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, <clears throat> I didn't watch – you watched more of the away games the last two years in USL mm-hmm. than I did. But I didn't really watch enough of the away games to – have an idea of like whether or not he would, he would switch up the tactics drastically it's like that. Pretty similar to his home games. Also, your home advantage in USL is not nearly the same as your home advantage right. in MLS. And also, like, our team was good enough that you could probably... He could probably stick to what he wanted to do regardless. Um, I could see him going more defense. I think he'll keep the same lineup. It's the second game, and I feel like you can't... It's also Gary who feels like he switches the lineup. Yeah, but I think Portland's there to be had. Yeah. Um... I what was your prediction? Um. All right. So coming off of my correct prediction, 
in this Atlanta game. I'm going to say that... Uh, okay, I'm going to say... I need to know. Nashville wins 3-1, same as Minnesota. Okay, I think I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw? So I'm going to go 3-2. That's 3-2 yeah, coming in I think in it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. 3-2 Nashville? 3-2 Nashville, yeah. Okay. I think Nashville's oh. going to take the W. Yeah. I can see it, too. I mean, I don't know. I think it's I mean, it's going to be tough to go on the road all the way to Portland. But, I mean, based I on the blogs and stuff I was reading today, the fans are a little bit upset with things yeah, right now. It I might think, not be a great atmosphere. I think Gary's probably going to go like more defensive than yeah. I did because of one, Portland's not great in Minnesota, just one, but not an easy place to play at. Um, they're pretty rowdy, and they just lost. Uh, so they might be pretty angry. So I think he's going to go defensive and like a 1-1 one, one draw. Would you play the same 11 if it was up to you? Um, I'd probably take out Miller. Yeah? Um, try Beckles, or Yeah, but I don't think he will, but I probably would. Right. Um, I would, too. So, like... My 11, if if I had my druthers, would be like, everybody the same on the back line. Give Lovitz another shot at left back, even though he wasn't great. I don't know what the alternative is outside of, like, Taylor Washington. We don't know what he can do at this level yet. But it'd be, like, Lovitz, Romney, uh, Invader Zim. I'm trying to start that as a nickname. Do you like it? For Zimmerman? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'll keep thinking. Um, and, uh, yeah, Beckles on the right is kind of a more defensive right back. Um then, like I kind of said before, I feel like the Godoy and Dax pivot in midfield is like so solid that I'd almost be tempted to put somebody up top with Baji and just let it be a two-man midfield. So I'm kind of thinking like 4-4-2 would be cool and like let Leal get a little bit closer and like interplay with Baji a little bit more, let Baji kind of win balls and kind of chest them down to Leal is a little smaller, get him a little bit closer to goal. Um, so I can see goals coming from that. Um, but you obviously need to play Mukhtar still, so I would maybe play him like on the left of that midfield band of four. And then you got Godoy, Dags, and then on the right, you could play Calm, or you could take the fun option. Fucking start Allen Wynn, baby. <laughs> Why not? <clears throat> start the hype train rolling. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm all in. All in? Yeah. All in, all How many All-Star games did we say? Like 13, 14 for Wynn? I don't remember. He's 24 now? Yeah. We got time. Okay. That's if he's not a Real Madrid, you know. That's true. We're going to have to keep them from snatching him up. Um, let's see. Anything else we need to hit? Anything we forgot? Um, you got any questions? Karen, anything? Studio audience? She shakes her head. Um, I think, uh, I know Donald said he didn't want to talk about it. I still think it's kind of cool that uh, power move by Tim Howard. Oh, yeah. Tim Howard is, uh, well, so Didier Drogba did this, too. So Tim Howard has, like, an ownership stake now in Memphis 901 FC. Is that what they're called? Yeah, Memphis 901 FC. And is also playing, which Drogba did, too, with Phoenix Rising. And I think it's, like, a smart move for these guys that, like, they want to have, like, a little bit of an ownership stake in the club. So they're, like, buy them at USL and then kind of play themselves because, like, why not? Because they're just going to be putting money in their own pockets because people go to see Tim Howard. And he's just gonna Yeah, I'm probably going to try. I mean, with Grant, I'm a little biased being from Memphis, but I will probably try and catch a game just because I, you know, I enjoyed watching I Tim Howard so much in 2014. But I don't know. If he's, he's so old, dude. He's I, he's, he's, I think he's 40. He's like 45. Yeah, <laughs> he's I don't know old. He was already old in like the 2014 World so Cup. I don't know if this is a like, can, like a common thing that's going to happen. From what it made it sound like, it was like it might just be a one game. Oh, I mean... He, I would love to see him play. Well, Didier Drogba yeah. played the whole season, took his team to, I think, was it the USL final? Or the USL semifinals? Two years ago? Yeah, because he got his ownership stake in Phoenix Rising. Why and is he buying it at Phoenix? I don't know. It's just your player, and someone's yeah. like, hey, I got an opportunity for you to become a part owner in the States. Like, the game's growing. This team could be in MLS one day. You want to do it? Carly Drogba's does like, yeah, question. sure, why not? Oh, God. What do you want, Carly? He says, is it necessary to throw your $11 beer all over when that Or is it just encouraged? It's necessary. I think for Donald, he loves any opportunity to throw his beer. You do it on purpose. Yeah, like you're sniping someone out. Like you literally looked at me after a goal, one of the U.S. games we went to, (laughs) and just took your beer and just dumped it like in my face. 
it wasn't like a moment of like ah like you threw it up like yeah. you're just like he definitely picked somebody out everything died like, down make sure they took the beer and just like threw it at me yeah which is not the point so yeah, if you did that to Carly then I could see why I, she would not be a fan yeah, yeah. okay to Carly but if she was standing next to you she definitely got you yeah. that I did type them she out definitely got the beer on that. some action on that one yeah my bad if those people are listening yeah I try to avoid standing next to Donald at the games yeah that's fair I like to put Josh yeah. in between us. Okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. Then I'm in this fucking splash zone. Um, all right, well, Seth, thanks for coming to the to the top of the Batman building at Tucker Human Memorial Studios. Good view from up here. Um, we'll have you back. Um, we're gonna probably have guests. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys love just hearing me and Donald talk, but uh, we're gonna start. Like, I think the the whole goal for it, in as far as we have goals for it, is to just have it. Have the pod be like, you know, your friends hanging out after the game and just kind of talking about it. So it, we'll, we'll have more of our friends that go to the games come on. Um, if you're like our friend on the internet and you want to come on, why not? Fuck it. We don't really care. Um, yeah. Signing off. Cool. See you on you, boys and gold. See you Sunday on Periscope, potentially. Say the pot is sick. That's what we always say. The pot is sick. The pot is very sick. sick.